0: This is the intro. This is the intro. This is the intro to the Poet and Billy podcast extravaganza. Okay.
1: All right. No, thanks. No. I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, while I was while we were trying to get this set up, uh, I was looking at uh, my Facebook memories. Ray, you know what we did five years ago? We saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was five years ago today. Yeah.
2: Where which, does the time go?
1: Which Ninja Turtles? The the the
2: Bay Turtles.
1: Yeah, it had to be uh, the first that first live action one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah I guess like, I never saw any of the others. It was
2: it was the one that was uh, mostly crap, except for like uh, that elevator scene was pretty pretty good.
1: Yeah, I remember where they. That where, scene. That was,
2: yeah, that was the best scene in the movie. You know. um... Because, you know, they're a group of brothers who for all they know they're going to fight Shredder for the first time are going to die together. And so they have, like, one last moment as, like, brothers before the elevator opens and they run screaming out of onto the rooftop with their weapons uh, raised. It was a good scene in an otherwise not so great movie
1: yeah i don't know if it was a scene worth waiting an hour and a half for but no
2: uh... <laughs> no no it's not it's not you know i mean like i kind of like I, we saw that with a mutual friend of ours that i worked with that we worked with and um you know we went and got like wings and and and, and uh and beer afterwards and uh i was a little more forgiving but bill was like oh that, that sucked." <laughs> Was yeah, like, oh,
1: yeah. I, I did not like
2: it, that movie. It, it it was it it you know I mean it's certainly, um, the aforementioned elevators scene is like the only part of the movie I have watched since then, so that says something, you know, uh, about it as a whole. You know, uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't good.
1: It's know, funny because poet says cool. I like everything, but that's not the case. I didn't I didn't like that movie. movie. You wouldn't shut up. I didn't. <laughs> I was too embarrassed to say anything
0: at the time. Hey, uh, I, well, true story. I have it on my Voodoo account. I've never even seen it. I can't remember how I got it. I think my dad gave it to me or some shit. Um, but listening to you guys talk made me think of what are some of the great elevator scenes in movies. Um, Uh, well, there's Captain America scene. Sure. Um, the Um, Ghostbuster scene is still like, I don't think there's anything greater than when they're in that scene and they turn that fucking backpack on, and it makes that noise, <laughs> and they try to they step into the corner as if that would have done anything if yeah. that backpack exploded. It's still yeah. one of my favorite comedy bits of all time.
2: No, 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 no. It's a genius scene, and you kind of need to watch that. You know, Ghostbusters had one of the most infamously bad pan and scan, like you know, for TV versions, like, yeah. ever. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's infamously bad, but it, it, in order to appreciate just everybody's, like, just, like, nuances and timing in the elevator scene, you definitely need to see that s- scene, like, uh, widescreen. You know, I because mean, everybody's just, everybody's just so on their game in that movie, and, you know, it's, it's, it's every time you watch it, you can pick a different, like, a uh, you can pick a different buster and kind of follow him you know as your as your protagonist i mean last time i watched it it was like the it was egon you know uh that that like i i paid the most attention to and they're all brilliant all four of them are brilliant you know um even um ernie hudson who's not who wasn't he's an he's an actor he's not like a comic actor who came up through sketch comedy, at least as far as I'm aware, but nonetheless his sort of like a every man reaction to the insanity going on around him is, is, is just genius.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Even the way he delivers some lines, I really, the, the, the way he just says, that's a big Twinkie. (laughs) That's a big Twinkie. (laughs) You know, uh,
0: go for a Twinkie.
1: Yeah, I'm happy that this coincidentally turned out because I wanted to talk uh, with you guys about science fiction and the how much we love science fiction and the things we like about it. Uh, and naturally, it went this way. I thought, how nice! I don't even have to work that hard this week. This is great.
2: Yeah, well, uh, speaking for myself, like uh, like science fiction was always interesting to me because. Uh, it's the future's wide open, you know, you can, we, we still, we still like, uh, can imagine like what it might be like two, 300 years from now, although we're starting to get a better idea what it might be like. Um, but like, and it, you know, of course, like not all science fiction is futurist, but I mean, that's the main thing that I think of when I think of science fiction, right. Um, the, be it like, uh, You know where we're going uh, with our technology and uh, and uh, you know science towards a more like dystopian future or maybe something more optimistic. You know, and you can definitely see like uh, signs of that. We could it could go either way. You know, depending on the decisions we make.
1: It is kind of funny to me sometimes when I'm watching. Yeah, they're, it's like kind of parts of old science fiction movies and books and stuff that you kind of have to let go because they're sure. so far from the past that the future is not what they expected or it's just it's things that naturally are going to happen like I always, I love Escape from New York but there's nothing uh-huh. funnier to me than like Oh, the distant future of 1997.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I always wondered why they did stuff like that. Like, especially Escape from New York was made in like what was that, 82, 83? I think like
1: early eighties, definitely.
2: Definitely early eighties. It was. De- I mean, it wasn't like. It's not like it's not like 1997 wasn't gonna happen. You know, <laughs> I mean that that's always like astounded me, even in like. Um, you know, even in like Star Trek, uh, like uh Khan Noon- Noonien Singh and his like augments, like had their little like uh had their little uh, uh coup attempt, and I believe it said nineteen ninety six, and then that was that was about thirty years into the future, but still, but that they probably didn't was expect it
0: really it. nineteen ninety six when that cracked off. That's hilarious to me. <laughs> well, like,
2: yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, like Con oh, ha- Star Trek And, uh, well, I mean, like And, and they were, like, uh, put on a sleeper ship and exiled
1: Didn't First Contact happen at like, some and Not too long ago now, too If you watch First Contact, I'm pretty sure it was, like 2003 or something like that I can't remember that, for sure now
2: <laughs> What, like, you mean You mean, like, uh, when Zephyr
1: and Cochran, like, uh Did the spaceships Builds his warp drive? Like, uh, when, or I think, no, when the, when we made first contact. With the
2: Vulcans? Yeah. Is it that? I thought it was like 2068 or something like that. I mean, What's it's what? still like, yeah, I mean, it's still like, there's let's people Google, who are. Let's Google this. That, let's I, I don't have Google. my phone in front of me. Feel when free to. When did we
1: meet the Vulcans? I really hope you're not typing it out at the same time like you're just speaking it because you can.
0: Of course I did. Why wouldn't I speak it out the way, that way? God damn it. There we go.
1: If you don't, um, the listeners won't the know. The Year of Our
0: Lord, doing.
1: 2063. <laughs> okay, so
0: I was close.
1: You know better than I do because I'm not You were. Really I
0: mean, you said, Star-truck what'd you say? 68? Uh, I do like... Uh You
1: know, I, I think there are other science fiction properties that have had... a. Uh, Bigger impacts on me. Yeah. Uh, Jedi poet. Would you say any science fiction things have had an impact on you?
0: That no, name? Uh, not. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm There's no science. fiction okay. That ever influenced me. Ever. Huh? No, I think from a very early age, I wanted to get off this fucking planet. And that's yeah. why? because my mom <laughs> took me to see star Wars when I was like a baby. Uh-huh. It's probably like two. Well, like, I yeah, Star Wars, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, as kids, those always. Just being in space, I was just like, yeah, fuck this, fuck Earth, get mm-hmm. me into space.
2: This terra firma of tears.
0: Yes,
1: I don't want to live on this planet anymore.
0: <laughs> <Man. Man. laughs> Et, <T. laughs> you want you want me to come with you? Yeah, dog. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Peace brother, sister, Drew, I'm going to see you later. Hey, good luck with that Charlie Angels reboot. Um, oh, yeah. oh, you don't know about that. It'll happen. Don't worry. Uh,
2: I, th- uh, I thought it was already a done deal. <laughs> I thought they were already doing that. Um,
0: oh, you're talking about
2: if you're talking to E.T.
0: Yeah, I, like, I was talking T. about I was Oh, because Drew e. telling Drew Perry <laughs> about her fucking future. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, Sorry
1: about beyond that. with that. I wasn't I was confused.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, what about what about the guy in Close Encounters who gets to go off with like the aliens and, and see the wonders of the universe and their flying saucer at the end? That's that would oh, be yeah. pretty hell big. yeah.
0: That and when yeah. Gary Sinise went off with those dudes on Mars, yep, i have done that too.
1: Yeah. Wait, when did Gary Sinise go for the guys on Mars?
0: What was it, Mission to Mars? There was like, there was a oh, string. Oh, yeah, you yeah. The string of asteroid movies happened? I mean, there was a string of people going to uh,
2: Mars. A uh, Mars. Yeah, there, there was really a spate was. of Mars. Red planet, red planet yeah.
1: There was something about like the early 2000s late 90s when like a science fiction movie was coming out there another studio would be like we got to make a movie just like that.
2: You just would like, have this weird like Armageddon's like,
1: happening, we got to make par- deep impact. <laughs> you would have this
2: weird like parallel thinking. I mean there was like there was like uh the summer where like there was Dante's Peak, you know, the Pierce Brosnan yeah. Volcano movie, and, and then there uh, was like, uh, what was the other one? Volcano,
0: I think the other Vol- one was Volcano. volcano. <laughs> <laughs> With Tommy I, Lee Jones and Anne
2: H. And Anne, what a weird random thing, you know, yeah. that, and then like, uh, yeah, and, and, and yeah, the asteroids, and then yeah, like, probably about like, I don't know, like You know, it's a little more recently, but like, uh, was it how long ago was like the spate of like Mars movies? I guess it's been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there was like, I think that was right after they had people were talking about Mars because we had found like some supposed uh, what could have been some like fossilized microbes or something on a on a Mars rock or something that had been recovered. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and now apparently, movie studios think Mars doesn't do well at the box office. Is well, that right? Well, <laughs> well, what, 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 for what? Because of John Carter? Uh, that and a couple of—I I think it wasn't necessarily Mars. I think it was s- kind of space stuff in general, which I guess in-game would argue now. Um, what
0: are you talking about? There was Interstellar. There was uh, Inception. Uh, wait, no Inception. Inception <laughs> was not in That's space. That's not the one I'm trying to think <laughs> of. Interstellar. What was the one where, Mar- where Matt got trapped on Mars? Oh, oh the Martian. Wait, that's the Martian. Oh, the Martian. No, there was two. <laughs> yeah. Matt Damon got trapped on a couple of different planets.
2: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Was there another one where a dude got trapped on Mars? No, but the, he got the trapped same on. Guy. he it was, was Matt Damon. <laughs> he
0: was the one oh. trapped on the planet, and they went to go. Oh, the, they're like, let's the, go save him. And he was like, this the, planet sucks. And tried to The weird him. water planet, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I just remember sitting there watching that movie, and he popped up, and I was like, is that Matt Damon
0: what are my favorite how did I stats? not know about this one of my favorite stats is all the money we've spent on saving Matt Damon saving
2: Matt Damon uh, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It, it is it is strange how like that kind of stuff like happens you know I, I guess like ideas that like work or, or or maybe whether they work or not like it's it's easier to just like uh, kind of repurpose something that's been done before to fit your movie nice. I guess
1: Especially with that same actor, but yeah, they yeah. said that, or apparently there, uh, there's a the rumor is that studios for a little while thought that Mars was not good for the box office because, like, you guys remember that movie Mars Needs Moms, that animated movie? Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it. Apparently, a lot of other people didn't either because it didn't do as well as they thought it would. Uh, and that's why they ch- that's part of the reason they changed john carter from mars to just john carter because they're like ah, i can't be from mars it, 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 this is it, how it, studio execs think I,
2: exactly like look i like <laughs> i'm i'm a fan of the uh john carter like uh books the old edgar rice burroughs books and you talk about like uh, a future that you know is not at all like you know the one that we got uh as far as like how it envisions technology and stuff, but that's fine. It's it's more fantasy than science fiction. But uh, John Carter is such like a weird thing anyway that you can't uh, you can't really gauge like uh, you can't you can't really gauge people's reaction to something like that bizarre as to like how they feel about Mars. But and the idea that like the general movie going public feels any particular way. About the planet of Mars that's going yeah. to affect their ticket buying decision, it's just it's it's ludicrous. It,
0: it is so and weird. And some they're of they're the things chilling, they're like, "This movie's all right. I'm kind of digging it. It's cool." What the fuck, Mars? <laughs> Hell no! Let's go, <laughs> Apple. <laughs> no, no one it's, told me <laughs> Mars.
2: <laughs> it's like the first planet we knew about besides our own. I mean, we 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 know about Mars. You know, I mean that you're not. That's like, it's like basing a, basing an action movie, uh, a Western in like a uh, freaking like Mexico or something. And like, uh, and like, oh, people like the Mexican Westerns. Well, not necessarily. If they like the movie, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean they want, they want a good movie. You know, it's not like they're automatically going to flock to a thing in a particular setting or premise or anything else. It's 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 funny how there's always this move to sort of like chase these trends and everything, and it never works. It, it well, doesn't seem like to me.
1: It just seems like there's you know, I mean, whenever you're dealing with anything creative, you're talking about a movie or a book or a show, regardless of how good it is, you are kind of... It, there's always a gamble to it. And sure. it's so strange to me that studios will you know, I I shared an article on Facebook not too long ago about the uh, did you guys see the the, the uh, Dark Phoenix movie about, uh,
2: about about the Dark Phoenix Blu-ray and Yeah things.
1: and they put they put X-Men on it cuz when the movie came out they just called it Dark which I didn't even notice Yeah that's that's uh, not and They were the, like oh this will. this is what happened people didn't know it was an X-Men movie like really that's what you think happened they, No, it's like you know <clears throat>
2: Taking the uh, movie itself aside, I saw it, Meh. You know, um, but it's. I think. I think most people understand that it's a. It's a lame duck movie. It's like the last like thing to be sort of uh shuffled out of like a franchise that's uh you know.
0: It's like going... the last game in the, in the year when you've lost every game before it. It's just like you gotta get to see. Sorry, yeah, oh, yeah,
1: didn't hear any of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's it's a uh, yeah. It's just like just get it out. Like uh, I like we'll your s- I
1: like I like calling it a lame duck movie though because now I'm just imagining like politicians in Congress are like ah right, we got to get this movie out before the new administration gets in. <laughs> uh, I mean, there wouldn't be
2: the dumbest. Thing that, uh, that that politicians have wasted their time on and are, you know, <laughs> money, of course.
1: The poet. You don't like to read. So I'm guessing when it comes to science fiction novels, you don't have... Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not done talking about movies, though. What about... Let's talk about old-ass crazy sci-fi movies, sci-fi, sci-fi movies like Crawl. Kroll. Yeah. All I remember about Kroll is that you had that crazy ass star weapon, and I already remember. I mostly remember that from the video, the Atari video game.
2: Now you, you that that weird shuriken. Forgive me if I'm yeah. uh, pronouncing that wrong. Uh, um, I that, barely
0: speak English. You're fine. It's, <laughs> it's, you've been it's speaking
1: English.
2: It's a beautifully ornate weapon and everything. I think that's like a hell i okay, I'm so old guys, I remember when the trailer dropped for that movie. And like that's the, all anybody talked about where we I actually was
1: so poet though. You guys are about the same age actually. Are we? I'm the youngest one here. No big deal. Yeah. Um I was born <laughs> in seventy five. So Seven seventy three. So
2: there you go.
1: Ah.
2: Early seventies. Uh but now like uh was we'll, I was you
1: know, born so in nineteen
2: ninety.
0: Nineteen
2: ninety. Hey, oh my god! Had, it's crazy. <laughs> I had a driver's license when like one of my best friends was born. That's just insane. <laughs> um, but now like, uh, yeah, that 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 thing. It's like it'd be the most like ill advised weapon like you could ever like uh you could ever because the idea. The idea like uh, of a shuriken is like you throw it and it sticks in people it doesn't usually boomerang back and you catch it yeah. that's that's not the but but uh yeah it's uh spoiler
1: alert i've never seen this movie so oh it's fantastic <laughs>
0: you'll love it it'll be great I've
1: actually I, it, now remind me, i think isn't this the one where it's like humans are at war with an alien race and then like Dennis Quaid crashes on a planet with like another with an alien and, and even oh,
2: that's though they're an, enemies anime, they got like it's mine
0: it's enemy mine.
2: That's a Wolfgang Peterson movie. That's a
0: fantastic movie. That is a great movie. Okay. It, okay. So it's, what is Kroll? <laughs> Kroll is it's, this it's, weird sci-fi fantasy movie that's like I mean I, 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 I just remember there was like this scene in a field at the end and like a crazy like the bad guy was like or the enemy was like like some like being in like almost like galactus type being where he threw this thing out into they were like on a precipice and he was just throwing winging this thing out and it was slicing him up and coming back to him it was just um oh, it was crazy it,
2: yeah crawl was a product of more like uh trend chasing at the time when you had the first uh schwarzenegger conan the barbarian come out and uh you know destroy and uh and, and yeah, you you got a bunch of uh, kind of uh stuff like that, like Beastmaster and Crawl, and uh, you, you had a um, yeah you, you had the Lou ferrigno Hercules movies.
0: Well, so you're saying it was more fantasy? I remember it as being sci-fi. Was there no sci-fi it, element to it?
2: That, no, 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 no. You're right, okay. but like there was. It was this. It was this sort of like like blind, hybrid, hybrid.
0: As uh, I as I've coined on an earlier episode, it was a science fantasy.
2: Sure. Yeah. That I mean that is that is true. And a lot of stuff would actually fall under that if you really wanted to get
0: Oh, I know. Technical. I, yes, everything falls under science fantasy. Thank you. I mean yeah. Well
2: like I that.
1: also think science fiction is an interesting genre in that more than most others, it always has like a sort of sub uh, subgenre to go with it. Yeah. You know, whether it's uh, an action movie or a horror movie or right. a fantasy noir. movie,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know, yeah, noir like Blade Runner, absolutely. That's a yeah. that's a that's like a Sam Spade movie or that's something. Funny you but said with, D- Blade Runner. Yeah. I was
0: thinking Dark City was the one I was going with. That, that, oh, that, that that's a good that one too. That too, yeah.
1: That's such a weird '90s movie, and I love it. Uh, that was back um, when all those '90s movies had like that weird green tint to it, you know. Yeah, yeah like, the, I guess because of the, the, the Matrix, Matrix <laughs> or something. Yeah, i used I used
2: to call, i used to call it like Nyquil Vision, you know. Um, like
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: in some cases now, like as far as like uh, Dark City goes, I'm also like a fan of that movie. I like it quite a bit, but like, uh, and 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 you know, it worked. It worked in the original Matrix that look because they were going for. Like the, they were trying to evoke the green monochrome displays of old computers. Yep. You know, yeah. that's what they were trying to evoke. But then again, I guess this t- tends to be another uh, uh, example of, okay, like, oh, well, people like movies that look like they've been color corrected to look like, uh, you know, a bottle of absinthe, you know, I, and <laughs> no. No, that is that is not why, that is not why. Like uh, the Matrix was successful, uh, whether you, whether whatever you think of the movie itself, uh, whether you like it or not, like it was it was successful because people responded to it, not because it had a green tint
1: to it. Not to take you anything know? away from Dark City, because just because it had a green tint, still awesome movie. Uh, yeah, no,
2: no, no, no. You're no, totally, absolutely right. But it's yeah,
1: like, I do, I do think it's weird when movies. Man. do you remember you in some you see like those styles that just get copied over and they're like surely if we do this it'll be just as good as the movie we're copying <laughs> yeah it's crazy
2: and uh, you know people like you know people like usually will see right through that I mean we're a bunch of uh, we're, we're, we're a bunch of sort of like uh, smart marks you know if you will as far as this kind of stuff goes, but uh, you know, I mean, your average Joe I, will, will like if you do it enough times to go like, well, they're just trying to look like The Matrix or they're just trying to look like Three Hundred. That's stupid, you know. I mean, people catch on yeah. eventually,
1: and that's not enough to turn me off from a movie. Um, no, no, like uh, they, not enough to make me go see. Like, I can't imagine seeing a movie and being like, oh man, that looks just like this movie. I got to go see it. No, 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 not that, but, like, you know, and, and, well, it's not enough to turn me off from a
2: movie either, and, in fact, like, the current superhero, like, just boom, golden age of, like, movie superheroes, I guess you could call it, um, probably would have never happened if, like, uh, they, you know... Brian Singer hadn't been able to sell or whoever was responsible for the pitch wasn't able to f- sell the idea of uh, the the first X-Men as a Matrix-style ac- action movie with mutants in it. Um, and, because, I mean, even though it didn't have some of the uh, cyberpunk elements, it still kind of had the look and the bullet time and all that kind of stuff, and then he was able to get it sold. And if that movie doesn't get made, then... All of this other stuff might not have followed. So
1: we're living off Avatar movies.
2: Oh uh, yeah, where are those where, where are those Avatar sequels that Cameron's <laughs> been threatening us with for
1: ten years?
0: Coming uh, allegedly.
1: Yeah, I feel like he has nothing. He's just sort of like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm working on them, guys." He pretends to type away at a computer. Like, hear that? That's me. I'm working on the script.
0: <laughs> He's a J.R.R. Martin uh, of so. film. Yeah, that man. My
1: that, cats are being
2: weird. That movie is all. That movie is all. I. And, and it sounds so pretentious here because there's not necessarily anything wrong with this, but that that movie is is all a bunch of like uh, you know well-worn tropes that sold that sells itself merely on the style. You know, I mean, just about every.
0: 3D. Once you can't watch that movie in 3D, it loses everything.
2: Yeah. So, like, uh, the idea that he's going to go back to that world or whatever, and then, like, what are you going to do with it? You know, I mean, maybe there's an answer. You know, I I don't know.
0: But I, don't, like, I mean, I don't know if the story will get better. It's by far, it's leaps and abo- leaps and bounds by far the best 3D experience in film. Uh. I- and so I'll go see it once. Just for that. Oh, yeah. I remember watching the first Avatar when you landed on Pandora and you're in that briefing room. I felt like I was in that briefing room watching that movie. No, oh, yeah. I, I,
1: I felt that way, too, because I remember the uh, there was like a globe of the planet, uh, hologram oh, of right. a hologram of the planet. And I remember looking at it like, Jesus, like it looks like it's right there. Yeah, And that, that is the one thing that stuck out to me for that movie. And it would never make me want to watch it again. <laughs> you ain't
0: got it at, You ain't yeah. got that. You ain't got that at home. You ain't gonna be able to do that at home. So right.
1: Like, I mean, they have 3D TVs, but even then, even, yeah, even, even if I like, yeah, home, that's not why. And you know, I'm sure there are plenty of people that do like to relive movies for that reason. I don't want to watch a movie again because, like, oh, look, a globe. <laughs> no, um,
2: but like. In contrast to that, like another like really immersive three D experience that I I I saw in theater was like Scorsese's like Hugo, right? But like uh, in all the different like parts of the clock tower and stuff that he's inside or whatever it was. Um, But see, I've got the Blu Ray of that. I can sit and watch that movie again.
1: Yeah, I've watched that movie not in three D, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, Um, Avatar kind of loses something without that. I guess, immersive experience, which is, I guess that was the point, you know, like, you know, making the movie, they were like, we're going to make this crazy, you know, 3D world, and great, you know, mission accomplished. Uh, well, it re- look forward to the sequels. <laughs> no, 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 totally.
2: Like, uh, Avatar reminded me of, like, a two-hour version of some, like, uh, like, dedicated uh, short like uh three d featurette you would watch at a theater in in like disney world or 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 universal or something you know um because I remember seeing the first time I saw digital three d was in like uh was in like disney world and, they, and uh I couldn't believe how freaking crazy it was because i'd only seen like anaglyph three d you know, up to that point, you know, with the red and blue lenses. And, uh, and it, and it felt like that. It felt like something that had been made just to show off the technology. Yeah.
1: And it makes me wonder what happened because it, keeping within the science fiction realm, actually, James Cameron has made amazing movies. Oh uh, yeah. Shocking to no one. Uh, you know, Terminator and Terminator Two and Aliens. Oh my crazy, God,
2: crazy two. good!
1: They're so good, it hurts.
2: I mean, you watch like you watch like the the original, like Terminator, and 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 Two is really Two, two is really good too. Um, but like, I'm more amazed. He had he had like all the resources he could. He could want to make the second movie. Now that doesn't necessarily make the movie objectively better or worse. I'm just saying the first movie is an amazing, amazing achievement, you know, uh for
1: given what he was working against. given yeah.
2: what he was working against. um, and uh, it's just you watch like the first Terminator or like uh, yeah, yeah, or or aliens. You know, I mean, it's just crazy how good those movies are. It's crazy how good they look, you know, for the most part. We, man, there you see a few ropey scenes here and there. I mean, you know, film ages and, and effects age and everything. But those movies are crazy good. So I don't know what Some happened. Some of them
1: still, like, you know, if you pop in the Blu-ray for Terminator 2 or uh, Aliens, like, it looks like it was shot yesterday. It's insane. Yeah. You know, the, the effects still look amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, and aliens especially because I'm—I I love Alien, uh, and it's such a—the the sequel is so, oh my God, Meredith, what the fuck do you want?
0: She just wants your love, Billy.
1: I don't know what she's like. She's just yelling. She's in a hole. I'm trying to talk about Alien. <laughs>
2: um. But yeah, now like uh, yeah, a lot of like uh, the uh, you see it, you see like a clean, a really cleaned up uh, Blu-ray print of the movie, and uh, you you see how good it looks because like a lot of us grew up like watching old like kind of like rental and broadcast VHS like uh, copies of those movies, and they look crazy good. It's like well, it's like when we were hanging out at uh. I guess we were hanging out at a mutual friend's house, and you brought your uh, Back to the Future, uh, Blu-rays, and we watched it. and It was, you know, it was crazy how, how clear that looked. So
1: I forgot about that. Where yeah, were we, where were we? Why were we watching Back to the Future? I don't, I don't know. know. There was some reason because it wasn't like I randomly. It was like, hey, let's watch Back to the Future. I brought these. Was Blu-rays. it was it twenty fifteen?
2: It might have been. But it seems like it was a little longer ago than that. But it doesn't, you know, it it doesn't matter. The point is, like, you can see, like, you can see that as, like, kind of, uh, as home media becomes, like, uh, gets higher and higher resolution, you can, like, see what movies, like, what, what a lot of these older movies, like, were originally meant to look like.
0: Um, hey, you can even do that with the new movies. I remember when my mom got the her Blu-ray. My cousin got the the settings on it so pristine. We started that movie up. That shit looked fake as hell. He had to dial it back, so it looked like a regular <laughs> dope ass movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you seen?
1: Uh, I remember when Blu-rays came out, uh, and they were you'd go to like Best Buy, and they had like all these movies set up showing on the TVs. And this was after X-Men 3 had come out. Yeah. And it's no secret. I don't like X-Men 3, whatever. But I just, (laughs) I walked into Best Buy and I saw the scene where Magneto moves the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh Uh-huh. And it just looked awful. I was like, oh my God. Like what it looks like, like this whole movie was shot in front of a green screen, which doesn't have to be a bad thing. But in this case, it was a bad thing. (laughs) I
2: think there's a kind of a double edged sword that like uh, we're trying to or I'm not, I'm uh, but I'm sitting here at home. But like uh, they're trying to figure out how how um, to make these elements, elements like blend better when you see them in this sort of like clarity, because uh, like there's. A scene when I went to see, like, uh, what was it? Like, uh, I'm going to show my ignorance with the whole frames per second thing, but, you know, the high, fr- the, uh, high FPS for, like, you know, Pete Jackson's, like, uh, Hobbit movie. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, the, first the, Hobbit
2: movie. The one, yeah. yeah. And th- there's a scene where, like, they're going down through, like, a little, like, gulch or something, a crag in the rocks or whatever, and it looks like a bunch of uh, actors on a set with the green screen behind them, which is precisely what it was. Uh, but yeah, so there is there is like there is a the sort of blur of film, you know, of old old film stock and stuff like that, or at least the resolution in which we watched it. You know, I'm not like a the most technically minded guy in the world, but I think it like kind of allowed for like a elements to be kind of blended together a little better, where stuff like that doesn't stand out, like Magneto and the Golden Gate Bridge and all that stuff. You know, um, Plus so yeah,
1: think, you know, there are situations I'm sure where filmmakers, you know, whether they're dealing with budget issues or time issues, and they're like, ah, no, it's not like anyone's going to notice if we do this a little cheaper than, than usual. And then all these years later, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we notice,
2: but like, you know, it doesn't like it, it it's, it's like the thing is, like, it doesn't bother me. If like the movie's still good, or even like sometimes like effects that look some a little like uh that look that that date a little bit have like a certain like charm to it. Yeah, yeah, and and everything. I would rather watch like uh I I would I would rather watch something in its original form. then did see like it's okay if you want to go and like clean up matlots and stuff like that but going and like yanking out all the effects and everything and and and, and replacing them i would not i i don't i don't see the need for that
1: has someone done that well you know we, we, we were talking about we kind of got
2: a little bit like sidetracked where i was trying to like uh take the um conversation earlier about uh, you know what happened to James Cameron? Well, the ultimate like, what happened to like uh, what happened to a filmmaker? Um, uh, re- question um came up in my mind recently when I watched like THX eleven thirty eight, which was George Lucas's like you know first movie, as I'm sure you both know, like uh the sort of dystopian like sci fi like movie. Um, and yeah, man, that movie is that movie is so full of like stuff, like, you know, it's like, just visual style and interesting ideas and everything. And, and I wonder what happened, you know, to the guy who made that movie, not that there's anything wrong with the sort of uh, simple, like escapism of star Wars or whatever. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy it immensely, but it's like, I watching that movie made me think about, you know, it just, I guess when you're, I guess when you're watching the work of a dude in his, like, uh, God, I don't know what he was, like, uh, I don't even want to guess. He's still in his 20s, though. Uh, of course it's not going to be the same thing that he would do, like, when he was in his 60s, right?
1: No, but I, and I, but I, and I think a lot of people do have a, that kind of cynicism of the older an artist gets, the worse their, their art is going to be. Which I don't necessarily agree with, you know? right? Uh, there's plenty of examples of like, yeah, you know, you can say like George Lucas is not making American Graffiti anymore, right? Which is also a great movie, uh, yeah. And, or James Cameron is making Avatar, but then I, I think Scorsese is still he's still kill. yeah, killing, yeah, he's still, yeah, uh, he's
2: putting out good stuff.
1: Yeah. Spielberg, I think, uh, not, not definitely not to the degree that Scorsese does, but I think Spielberg is still. He's, so,
2: he's solid.
1: You know, he's still solid.
2: Yeah, okay. you know? so yeah, like... Yeah, I don't know. It may, it just made me It made me wonder watching GHX 1138. Not that, like... Not that, like, I would expect... You know, again, don't mean to sound like snobby. Not that I would expect him to make this kind of, like, stuff, like, his entire career or make nothing but that. It does make me wonder what happened to the guy who made that movie, though. <laughs> you know, um... But yeah, um, there's, there's definitely a, there's a, you can see it with just about any kind of creative person. You can like track the, uh, this is off topic for like sci-fi for the most part. Um, but you can like track like the career of like a comic book artist and, and a writer like Frank Miller, like from his early days of taking over Daredevil to like where he ended up with like, uh, the, uh, Dark Knight, uh, you know, strikes again, or whatever it was, and you just wonder what the hell happened to him.
1: The goddamn Batman is what
2: happened. The goddamn, that's right, he also wrote the freaking, like,
1: <laughs> all-star Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah,
2: like, what what happened to the guy?
1: Um, I mean, some people, I don't know, It's it's got to be different. You know, obviously it's going to be, there's no broad generalization you can make about any of them, because the same thing happened with Alan Moore, but I think uh, I know what happened with Alan Moore,
0: he's where nice. he just got
1: so well not just that, he also got so full of himself like he seems the kind of guy who's like when he writes something, he's like this is the greatest shit that has ever been put on the page, you should all bow before my greatness whether um, it not is or anything not. else out until like two years from now, and you'll love it then you know, I think uh, I th- I, you know I love I, I love
2: Watchmen and I love like Old Swamp Things and like his take on Rob Liefeld's uh, Supreme. If you guys haven't read it, it's actually really good. Uh, that's his uh, Superman analog, if you didn't know. Uh, but like you know, and, and even like the first run of like LxG and stuff. But like I think Alan's uh, Al- Alan's announced his retirement like a couple of times. He did so again recently. I thought he already said. <laughs>
1: I think he did, but he also had a novel come come out, and you know, it's it's long, it's a big one. Like he put out like a, a million word novel. I'm not Oh kidding.
2: yeah, he finally put that out though. I yeah,
1: heard about that. Uh, I'm not gonna read it. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm sure. Good. I'm sure there's someone out there who has gotten uh, a lot of enjoyment out of it. I imagine his name is Alan Moore, but <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna put myself through that and. Uh, I love Watchmen and you know uh, Swamp Thing, like you said. And that, that, that's enough. I, I can remember old Alan Moore and be happy with that. Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow
2: is a good read. And Killing Oh, that joke. is
1: a good one. Killing Joke. Uh, what there was? Oh, he had a like. The, did you ever his little one shots of uh, Green Lantern, like Tales of the Green Lantern Corps? He had no. some really good those. He I created. The, that. Yeah, he created a Mogo. Right, is that, I think that's how you pronounce it. I didn't know that. The planet Green Lantern is an excellent uh, little story about uh, this this guy is like, I'm gonna find the toughest Green Lantern in the world, and I'm or in, the, in the universe, and I'm gonna kill him. Uh, and the guy hears that it's uh, this Green Lantern named Mogo, so he goes to this planet to find him. He spends like years searching. Uh, and he's looking over his maps, trying to figure out why he can't find this guy, and he's looking over the maps, he realizes that all the trees come together and make out the Green Lantern symbol. It's not a person, the planet. It's the is planet there. itself. Uh, It's yeah. so good. It's, it's seriously like an eight-page comic, and it's better than most 20-page comics.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, stuff like that is, uh, you yeah, know, that's just like classic more, and it's classic comic book storytelling, and it's a... Hell, it's not even a full issue. I was about to say it's indicative of, like, the sort of lost art of the, like, uh, the single issue, you know, story that just kind of, like, kicks you in the ribs right at the very end where you're like, oh, shit. You know, and you have, like, that moment. But, like, yeah, um, yeah, you can stop, like, pretty much. You, you, would, you would be all right stopping with more after uh, – after he he rage quits DC, that would be, <laughs> you know that you'd be all right stopping with it, with him there. But I would recommend uh, again like his, uh, his his revamp of uh, Supreme and like the first like LxG like uh, storyline is really good. But I mean that's like towards his end with uh, towards his end of like the sort of like uh, his run with like America's Best Comics. Which was his imprint over at Wildstorm before DC bought Wildstorm. Um, he had, that's when that's when he started to go off the rails a little bit towards the end of that time period. I think like he had he had vowed to stay away from like DC, and when they bought out, when Jim Lee sold the uh, s- sold the studio, you know, Kit and caboodle to uh, to DC, he just kind of like. Mm. You know, he just kind of lost it. lost ones. Put what on was. his
1: bright purple weird hat and coat and laughed.
2: Yes, but yeah, but anyway, wow. We talked about Alan Moore a while, but you know, he's he's written plenty of like uh, stories with like science fiction like uh, elements, so it's fine. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that fits. Is that how you're going to qualify this uh, last fifteen minutes? I think so what's wrong with <laughs> <about> that <laughs> have you not enjoyed I these 15 I minutes
1: I is it because you didn't have anything to add <laughs> no i mean what, what else am i gonna
0: say i liked Watchmen. i like the League of extraordinary gentleman um i like the dark knight okay uh, killing joke i like okay uh, um yeah i you know whatever i could care less about alan moore's opinion on,
1: on things I'm gonna go back to James Cameron, sort of, for a minute, because I wanted your opinion on this. Do you guys think Alien or Aliens is the better movie?
0: I, I mean, I don't know if you're gonna go better. To me, they're two different, distinct. Yeah. Styles. Oh, that, no, I, that 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 I, that I prefer, prefer Aliens over Alien, just because I like the more action movie than the more. I guess
1: that's style. a better. What do you prefer? Is what I, I guess is a better way to put it. No. Um...
2: I'm gonna go Alien, uh, and they're both like. Like, like Poe said, they're both like great movies, you know, and they're different movies. And if you ask me in a different, when I'm in a different mood, I may give you a different answer. Just like I may give you a different answer between Terminator 1 or 2, depending on what I'm looking for on any given day. But I really love the, uh, I, I really love the, like the building suspense and like tension and, and alien and the claustrophobic, um, Y- you know, feeling of the movie and you're it's, it's basically, it's a haunted house movie. Yeah. It's, it's a haunted house movie with a monster. It's going around killing everybody. Um, in space. Uh, but, uh, like I, I really, I really like that. And I think it's so well, um, paced and set up. And of course, like, you know, the, the xenomorph, all that, all the things that went into the, to realizing that on screen, Uh, it's really impressive what, what you see and what you don't in that movie for that matter. But yeah, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the first movie, but I mean, it's, it's a tight race, you know, that's like, that's like asking, you know, that's like asking who's your favorite kid, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I I just, but I got, I think I'm going to go to the first movie, but like, uh, yeah, it's close.
1: I would also go with the first one, and it's funny because like I rewatched both of them in the last like year or so for the first time in a long time, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I always thought Aliens was the better movie because I think as a kid, I just I found Alien to be boring because I wasn't I I wasn't the kind of person or the kind of kid that appreciated that kind of like slow build of tension, right, right. Uh, Now the kind of thing I enjoy out of a story and out of a movie, uh, I just really liked Alien. A lot more, and I do, and I really I like Aliens a lot too. But there's just something about like the, the way that, that movie is shot, the way that the story unfolds, and when you think about it from the perspective of not knowing certain things, because like I, I think we kind of take for granted, uh, you know, knowing oh yeah that thing is going to come out of his chest, or you know that guy's an android. Uh huh. It'd be yeah. crazy going in not knowing that. Like I mean, the the idea of like you know. I have like these nieces and nephews or like teenagers or whatnot. They haven't seen movies like this, and so like oh, I I love to show them things like that and be like, oh, they don't know anything. They don't know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite you know movie watching experiences uh, was a couple of friends hanging out and we were we decided to watch uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. And one of them, one of our friends, is like, "What's that? I don't know what that is." Like they don't know what it is. They don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> And it was amazing when, like, halfway through, the vampires popped up, and she was like, "What the fuck is happening?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, it's it's interesting. You mentioned the shock moment of the chest burster, and how it's become such an iconic, you know, movie moment. To where you know, there's Halloween costumes you can put on, where you know, and stuff. Where it was like you got like a baby xenomorph, you know, busting through your chest. Um, but yeah, there is the there is with that there there is that sort of like danger, isn't there? Of like when things become so iconic, it's spoilers. You know, I remember like a DVD. I saw a DVD of the original *Planet of the Apes*. Like on the cover, spoilers. If anybody listening hasn't seen the movie, but I'm assuming everybody has. Uh, one, two, three. You know, with uh, Charlton Heston like on his knees in front of the Statue of Liberty, like on the cover of the damn DVD.
0: You know, Wait. Uh, yeah, it's our big... world. Oh my god!
2: Yeah, we're
1: the planet of the apes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's like, why would you do that? But it's like, you know, you blew it up. Damn you all to have, You know, it's like such a like an iconic thing that it's like the selling point of well, the movie. Oh, this is that it
1: becomes insane. iconic. You
2: know,
1: I, I I don't really remember because we've established that I'm young uh it was
2: iconic by the time i was a kid
1: too but i I mean but what i but what i mean by that is what what i'm getting at is uh you guys would probably remember when the trailers for like terminator 2 came out yeah and it completely spoils the fact that this time arnold sorts they say it in the trailer i've watched it was like this time he's the good guy and yeah like it ruins an amazing because the way and that it, and it took me years to notice it. I was like the you, way this movie is built. Yes,
2: you don't yes, know that. <laughs> yes, if you watched that mall scene, you would have been just like you know, like pissing your pants. You know, as Arnold comes around that corner and like what is that box of flowers, he flips open and pulls the gun out and, everything. and pulls out the shotgun. Yeah, it pulls out the shotgun. I mean, that the so freaking tense. And if they hadn't spoiled that, I mean, I knew, of course, like I, I was, uh, let's see, I was just out of high school when that movie came out. Like I would have, uh, I would have flipped out at that revelation in that movie if they had have, like, uh kept that. And it's and just it was such a so, shame that they didn't.
1: It was so well known to me as like a 8 or 9 year old that because I think I, I definitely saw Terminator 2 when I was probably definitely not age appropriate. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see the first Terminator for a while after that. So I was like maybe like eight, 9 or 10, something in that area when I saw Terminator. And I remember being like, wait, he's the bad guy? What's happening? <laughs> That the, the name of the rope, the,
2: the robot with the name that means I kill people is a villain.
0: Yeah, what? I wasn't a smart <laughs> teacher. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that hasn't changed.
1: Thank God my wife is smart because otherwise my, my future son is just he's going to need a lot of help that uh, I won't know gosh. how to give.
0: You better <laughs> hope this kid gets her looks and her brains.
1: Well, I mean, he, he's going to get, you know, he, we, we're going to watch some cool movies together. So that's that's fun. That's exciting. But, but and I'm not like, going to tell him anything about it. I'm like, don't you look anything up about Terminator 2. Tell Terminator 2. You now, Google it. this, you're grounded for two weeks. We were, do you remember when we all, we, so we all came to, a bunch of us went to uh, Poets Place in Denver a few years ago, and we watched... Uh, flashpoint the animated dc movie uh, yeah. yeah and uh, and it turns out and i remember reading the book so i knew you know i knew about it already but i was like i remember reading it and being shocked of like oh my god that batman isn't bruce wayne it's his father yeah and we we're watching it and our friend brandon is like who's that voice actor doing batman and he he looked it up and he was like wait that's thomas wayne and i was like ah you ruined it
2: <laughs> i yeah uh, like just a side note apropos to, like, nothing else we're talking about, but, like, yeah, how about, like, Thomas Wayne's Batman costume? It just looks so cool.
1: Oh, it does.
2: (laughs) You know, um... This is sort of sci-fi. Have you heard about like the, all the crazy stuff that's going on with like the the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover that they're yeah. that they're doing on the CW and like they keep um, adding things like Mark Hamill and and Kevin Conroy and
1: I I gotta watch it and I haven't really been watching the DC shows I, for I, a few years now but I gotta same. see live action old Batman Kevin Conroy I
0: mean yeah, I, I didn't watch I haven't watched any of them I didn't watch any of them last year except for the. Uh, crossover episode, and that's what I plan on doing this year, just watching yeah. the crossover
2: episode. The, the first couple of seasons of The Flash were actually pretty good.
1: I yeah, I liked, uh, I liked the first, same with Arrow. I liked the uh-huh. first couple of seasons of Arrow, and then those shows just kind of like it, it, it became very, very formulaic. CW, right?
2: yeah, but it became very C a a lot more CW esque too. Like uh, as far as like the relationship stuff and all that stuff, like yeah, was turned I was up.
1: like, eh, you know, but, well, how many times but, are we gonna do this? Like, I get yeah, it. Barry yeah. doesn't believe in himself. He's got to run real fast.
2: Yeah, and it wor- It's a dynamic. It's a dynamic that works. Like that worked. Uh, got used a couple of times, and people responded to it with emotional investment, so they keep going back to it. You know, it's like he's got a Barry's got a got this martyr complex. After a while, because he has to sacrifice himself. I don't know to like, uh, you know, stop the leak in the roof. I, I have no idea. You know,
1: and uh, which I guess you can't argue too much because. Obviously, it's working for them. Uh, Yeah. You know, Marvel has its formula that I I think works out really well. Although, personally, I don't see, you know, people that when a Marvel movie comes out, there are people that even if they enjoy it, they're like, well, it's a Marvel movie, so it has that Marvel formula. And I'm like, what, it's a good movie? I really, I don't, what are you talking about?
2: I mean man without being like the biggest like mark for just like the marvel movies in particular i mean i've enjoyed them tremendously just like you have but i can honestly say that like there's the, there's been like a uh, there's been a couple of of ones that kind of felt like a uh, homework you know like where they kind of uh you know phoned it in a little bit like but as far as for the most part i think i think they've done a pretty good job of mixing it up
1: I think you know. so too, you know, like I, I think any kind of formula that they use is just, I mean, honestly, just good common sense as far as like telling a story as opposed sure. to, you know, because I, I think it would be a bad idea to, you know, every movie be like, oh, we can't do this. It can't be, you know, the same, but you know, it's like a weird fine line of it's got to be different, but it's got to feel the same. Uh, I really built that up very well over the course of those movies.
2: Oh, uh, sure. Like, uh, you know, Infinity War, the fact that they... The fact that they... Even though we knew that there was a trap door to, like, you know, go back and fix everything, like, the fact that they were willing to end the movie that way is impressive in 2019. You know, you don't send people home like... uh Un, you know, uh, unhappy anymore, you know, I mean, like, uh, pe- people can't, pe- people want to, like, leave the theater, like, smiling, so the fact that they were willing to have that kind of downbeat ending, that sort of, like, a Wrath of Khan, Empire Strikes Back, kind of downbeat ending, is impressive, you, you know, you, you can, you can, uh, you, you, you can kind of uh, bemoan the fact that Marvel's taken over the cinema's, like, if you want to, and you might have a point, but, I mean, that take, you know, taking that kind of a risk on, like, what was, uh, you know, gonna be, like, the biggest, uh, you know, one of the biggest, like, blockbusters of, of all time was, you know, it took some it took some uh, guts.
1: And then to follow that up with something where you know, they didn't say much of anything about what was gonna happen in endgame, uh, uh-huh. So you didn't know. All you really knew was this movie is going to be like over three hours long. And uh, they were like people are going to come see it, though. And yeah. sure enough.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, I've. I think you can only you can uh, you you can uh, make some legitimate points about like how like uh, Marvel is sort of a uh, squeezed. Squeeze out like uh, room for a lot of different genres behind besides like superhero movies in you know in theaters anyway, and you can make you can make those kinds of points. But I mean, you have to you have to be a little bit impressed by what they did
1: yeah. over over and that think, period of time. Uh, I think that's actually one of the issues I have with uh, the DC movies, even though I have enjoyed them. Marvel movies, at least quite a few of them, kind of have a story, almost like, a, you know, I mentioned sci-fi having, like, a sub-genre. Uh, Marvel movies tend to have, like, a sub-genre with them. They're not really superhero movies, right. strictly speaking, all the time. You know, whether they succeed or not is another thing, but, you know, you got, like, Ant-Man, which is, like, a comedy heist movie sure. more than a superhero movie, or you know there are superhero elements to it you know the science fiction elements to like in game you know I and mean, there's the DC movies don't really do that the DC nah. movies are just kind of like superheroes superheroes like, yes that's great i love that but what else you, you know, got for me what else you know that's going to run its course you can't you know you can't keep pushing that out and expect to keep getting success from it eventually yeah. it's going to run dry
2: D- dc's he's done um, dc's done like a better job recently of just kind of like putting out these one-off movies that do take place in the same universe but are and
1: they have i i we talked about how i really enjoyed aquaman i uh-huh. thought it, was, you know, it wasn't amazing but it was a fun movie i really liked it i've heard shazam is good i've, I've been meaning it's to fun. check it out I, Um, I liked Wonder Woman. I don't know who told you Shazam was good,
0: but they fucking lied. That movie was trash.
1: I don't trust you, though, because you don't like anything.
0: That's not true.
1: Name something that you like that you've seen this year. And don't say Endgame.
0: Aquaman. Did you say Aquaman? Uh,
1: Let's say something that came out this year. Uh,
0: Spider-Man Far From Home. (laughs) Something that uh, isn't Marvel. Let's try that because you do like everything Marvel. Let's uh, do that. Well, The Boys. I like that. I don't know if that counts. That's
1: a show. That's a show. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, I don't know what other movies I've seen. I haven't seen that many movies. Of course not.
1: No, wait, wait, actually, I, funny. I asked you, but now I just remembered an answer for you. You really liked uh, what was the, the the man who killed Hitler and then oh, the yeah, big and
0: then the big oh, the, but... and Bigfoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except which I still haven't watched. I know you told me I should, but I It is heard. really good, except for the, the guy in the Bigfoot costume, which is maybe the, the worst, worst man it, in monster suit I've seen in quite a long time. That I
1: meant crazy. to ask, is the twist that it turns out Bigfoot is actually a genetically altered Adolf Hitler and he's no. come back for revenge? Because no. that would make me watch
0: the movie. No, that's I, I, that's the, maybe the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
1: Thank you. I would that. watch that movie in a heartbeat. Thank you for
0: ruining this episode. My name is an old night. man.
1: <laughs> he's an old man, he killed Hitler when he was a young man. Now he's old, and he's got to kill Bigfoot. And it turns out Bigfoot is actually Hitler come back to life. He's got sure. the mustache and everything. It's crazy. Yeah,
2: the mustache he's like you know doing that weird. <laughs> he's doing that weird walk, and then he like breaks into a goose step halfway through. You know the Patterson <laughs> film footage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that that I mean, we've we pretty much like uh, jumped the shark as far as like what they're doing with some of these intentionally goofy B movies. So, like, you know, stay tuned. That might get made.
1: I hope not. It's still <laughs> my idea.
2: You spoke it into existence, Bill, and you have to live with it.
1: Is there a way I can get a copyright for that, Liz? You're a lawyer.
2: Yes. You, well, you you you. <laughs> You yeah. write it.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: I don't want to do that. <laughs> you sit down and write it and done.
1: Nah, nah, I'm good. What is it you say, poet? Pass. Pass, yeah. Every time I'm like, hey, I want to do this thing on the show, and I ask poet, like, you want to do this? He's like, pass.
0: Oh, well, hey, so speaking of shit you always ask me to do, uh, I downloaded and played Resident Evil 4.
1: That is not the game that I told you to play, but okay. Well, it
0: was, it was <laughs> on Game Pass. I thought that was the one you wanted me to play.
1: No, uh, but that is a good game. I like that game. Uh, it was a few years old, so I don't know how you would feel about it now.
0: That game was garbage, first off. Uh, okay. Maybe, hands down, the worst zombie game story I've ever played. Okay, why? The pro- I mean, just repetitive... Uh, boring the protagonist was just. I mean, I can't even begin to describe the protagonist. I you all. should know.
1: I, I feel like it's worth pointing out anyway that that is the like fan favorite protagonist of all the protagonists in those games.
0: I'll be honest, I, really, I didn't really download
1: the game or play it. Then why did you like also? Why did you say four then? If you're gonna mess it, like I said, two.
0: Cause that was the one that was on Game Pass, so I was the only I didn't I could care less which one he wanted me to play. I didn't know it was gonna be wrong.
1: He gets mad at me because like I'm like he's like, hey, I got this this I I got this movie on Voodoo. He's nice enough to share his Voodoo account with me. Uh, Don't 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 do anything about that Voodoo.
2: Uh, The only thing that I can think of about Resident Evil is which game is it that has like the girl with the shotgun that shoots quarters.
1: Is that a thing? I don't know that happened.
2: It's like, didn't Mike Milly Jovovich have like a shotgun that like shot quarters in one of them? Oh, movies? that the
1: movie, if, not the if, movie. Like, yeah, movies, I've I, know, I haven't seen I haven't seen all of them. I've seen like the actually I think I've only seen the first two. Yeah, uh, yeah, those movies are not like the games at all. I know, like I, know, I, know, I know, I know, I
2: know, I know.
1: It's uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy
2: how many of those there are, but yeah.
1: Games are amazing. Like the oh yeah, the first ones are like legitimately corny and silly. But at the time, um, they were you know great. Now the last couple that have come out, the the Resident Evil two remake uh, last year, or no, I'm sorry, two years ago. Whenever Resident Evil seven came out, that game is amazing. They look great, they play great, the stories are great, they're scary as hell. Just everything about the that. That's a, I like to see a series like. Whether it's a game or movies or TV, anything, I like it when something can like reestablish itself. You know, sure. like you know, when they have those lulls but they keep going. Uh, I feel bad because like I think it was we had our we had an episode talking about Halo a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I think Halo just needs to go. Maybe, and I thought about it afterwards. I was like, maybe that's not fair. Maybe it, like it would be nice to see something new and different with it, but you know, well, here's the
2: thing you have things now they don't go dormant for any length of time. If there's any, if there's any like kind of a value to an IP, you know, it, you don't have these periods of like dormants where like, uh, you can let it set a few years, let people miss it. Let like, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the technology that you're using to create it or visualize it or whatever, kind of like, uh, you know, get along a few years. So like when you bring it back, you know, uh, people are excited. Now you have like a long, slow gradient of like everything will never they'll, I mean, I say never, but like not anytime soon anyway, will there ever be like a period without some kind of like Batman movie in production? Yeah. You know, you know,
1: and it's funny cause, uh, there are also scenarios where like, I don't know why some of these movies are still coming out, uh, right? Like, do we need, how many, I swear every few years, some studio executive is like, all right, let's try Robin Hood again. Like, let's not. It didn't, it hasn't worked. It's not going to work this time.
2: (laughs) No, you, you put in the old, like, Technicolor, like (laughs) a, you, you, Robin Hood with, like, Gerald Flynn and get a good, get get a nice, like, Blu-ray of that. You know, yeah, I would have uh, even said I've done with the the Disney. Uh... Yeah, the, the yeah the Disney ones good. Yeah, but like yeah, like that's a thing. Like, uh, it, it, it's like there's not a lot there to like keep reimagining, you know, and, and to make you know to try and do all these like uh things. Wasn't there a Guy Ritchie version? Or am I thinking? Yeah, you, I you was, that, was there? Uh, it was
0: geek. Guy Ritchie was king of the King Arthur. Oh, he did King Arthur. Oh, my bad. Okay, 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 okay.
2: But yeah, you have these like public domain like characters that like uh, like there's like a million Sherlock Holmeses now, (laughs) you know, different different projects, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, just because you can pick something up and put it out, can still use just because the IP was free doesn't mean the movie can't still lose you a lot of money.
1: <laughs> you
2: know, people yeah, but some don't of go. them,
1: like you know, and I, I try to keep a you know a, 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 um, like a positive attitude about things. Where yeah, I want to give anything a shot. All right, you know, we. I know, like, poet is not interested in the Joker movie, and people are talking about how like that movie's like why that's so. How are you gonna have a Joker movie without Batman that looks so weird? I'm I'm down for anything. Like, try anything. Uh, that movie's
0: gonna have a post-credit stinger that's gonna show uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman. I, okay.
2: I don't, I don't think it will. Now, I could be wrong about that.
1: I, I'm kind of no, you're I, not. He's wrong about everything.
2: <laughs> I, I'm interested in the the Joaquin Phoenix like Joker movie.
1: I am too, and and that, and it's fine for people not to be. That's whatever. I'm always down. I'm just I'm always just down for something new or something yeah. or something different with some, or something new with something that we've already had oh, uh, kind of, yeah to, as long as there's like some kind of create creativity about it. like you know i didn't see venom uh but you know that venom 2 fucking has, horrible i know oh, we've established that but uh, venom 2 is going to be directed by andy circus did you guys hear that
2: interesting
1: yeah you i'm like that's not. yes it is i'm 100 i'm not kidding uh and I'm really interested like what that's all right let's see what he's gonna do with that like I might go see it uh it's not like a movie like you remember that Peter Pan prequel from a few years ago pan yeah oh that was awful like what <laughs> I didn't, I, I,
2: didn't wa- I didn't watch that yeah
1: I saw I always saw it because uh somebody invited me and Liz out to like hey we're gonna go to the movies we're gonna see pan you want to go and I didn't really want to go but whatever is only- that
2: okay that was just a few years ago right how long ago was that that must have been four or five years ago four or five years ago so like then there was uh then then there was like a a peter uh, like a, a a peter pan reboot like a few years before that wasn't there
1: oh there was i think you're right hey, yeah there it's was the like one that you- and-
2: yeah 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 so like yeah, there's another thing. I, I don't know. I think the I don't know if Peter Pan's like uh, what this if there's like a if there's a copyright on that or not. Uh, if like the, that's public domain yet or not? But yeah, that's another character like uh, that they'll they'll trot out every once in a while, you know, um, to try and do something new with.
1: And that's not to say that you can't make a good Robin Hood or a good Peter Pan movie. But oh I'm sure, like, sure, you know at least try. Like, don't just do it to do it.
2: <laughs> don't just do it because we, you know, you can. You know, like, have a good idea. If, if you want to make another Robin Hood movie, ask yourself why this one needs to exist. You know? I mean, what is it about my idea for, like, a new Robin Hood movie that justifies the expense, you know, and everything that goes into, like, making it and that's a decent gamble that people are going to be interested enough to see it. Um, so I don't know.
1: So, you know, during this show, I, to keep my hands busy, I've been driving around on grand theft auto online. <laughs> uh, Have you gone and to I check just got the casino. I haven't checked out the casino yet. Uh, sure. I don't want to do anything like too distracting. Cause like we're, we're was, talking
0: You so. played poker.
1: Uh, well, I just and jumped out of a helicopter. That, but, uh, but, I, have a, I do have a, a parachute, thankfully. It's all rainbowy. But I was thinking, I was like, what if I jump out of this helicopter and I don't have a parachute? It'd be all poet's
0: fault. It would be, and I'd have laughed in your fucking face. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
1: Anyway, uh, I guess we should probably wrap up. Uh, any Any science fiction we didn't cover that you guys wanted to to get to or
2: i mean it's so huge it I mean, is
1: it's a massive there could be an entire show about it honestly i,
2: I would i will I, say this just because it's fair in fairly recent memory like spingooly like the horror host out of uh chicago i think it is a couple of weeks ago showed a uh, uh, classic uh forbidden planet on his uh on his uh you know show he does like a late movie it's not that late it comes on 7 p.m., but maybe it is late for people who watch me TV, perhaps. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Forbidden Planet is uh, like it's just uh, like a great movie that just, you know, the, at a time when like uh, science fiction was basically the domo- domain of like, you know, like kind of B-movie like cheapies and stuff like that, just the cast, you know, you got a young Leslie Nielsen, you know, uh, and uh, you've got like uh, Walter Pidgeon, who was one of the great stars at MGM back then, and uh, it's just got this great like screenplay that it's like a kind of a a loose reimagining of the Tempest by William Shakespeare, and it's just it's just really good. And it's also, of course, the movie that Robbie the Robot like uh, is introduced. And and if you haven't seen Forbidden Planet, like uh, I'll like leave your listeners. With that suggestion, because just watching it again, even though I've seen it multiple times, it's just so damn good. And there's a lot of like, not only is it like a kind of a precursor to Star Trek, but of also some of the uh, kind of like cosmic horrors we've been talking about, like Alien and stuff like that. There's elements of that in it too. Uh, that's a it's a fantastic film that I would I would certainly recommend anyone who hasn't seen it check out because there's, there's way too many people that haven't
1: funny. You brought that up too. Cause I was thinking before we go, we should mention, uh, Ray has a really cool YouTube series, uh, that you should totally plug. Cause I, I like it a lot. And I think people that listen to the show might like it too.
2: Okay, well, thank you for that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, my show, Futures of the Past, where I look at different like aspects of science fiction. Sometimes specific things. It's still in its sort of its like uh, early stages. Um, I'm I'm working on, I'm working on like finding you know uh, the direction for it. But uh, it's called uh, yeah, Futures of the Past. Did I say that already? You can find it on YouTube and uh, on uh, Bright Blue Tacos Productions. It's the name of my YouTube channel that and uh yeah check it out uh i think uh anyone who would be interested about the stuff that we talked about this evening would uh you know enjoy it
0: poet do you have any last thing to add Uh, i started watching the expanse i'm like yeah Uh, good stuff good good Uh, i i
1: want to watch it but i'm i'm doing that thing where i'm like I accidentally read the first book, and I was like, "Oh, this book is really good." So now I got to read the book series, so that like I, I don't want to like watch the show until I do that. You know, it's
2: funny that you know, poet mentioned uh, the boys earlier, and uh, like I hadn't read. And you know, I've usually when like something comes out based on like a comics property like that, I will have read it or at least know a, a good bit about it. And um, I'm, I'm in the process myself of, like, watching The Boys, and I haven't read it. And so it's kind of interesting for once to not know something. Same thing when I watch Good Omens. I, you would have thought if I would have read that already, but I haven't. But, you know, it's kind of fun. Actually, just sitting and watching stuff, something, and not know where all the story beats are and everything like that. So that's a great know. book
1: too. Uh, yeah. Also, I mean, great show. I really liked Good Omens. Uh, so I mean, it makes sense since Neil Gaiman was the showrunner and wrote the book with Terry Pratchett. Yeah, great yeah. book. Uh, the boys... actually the comic is super different. I was so surprised really? watching the show. Like, like the so many things are, are you know, there are like different points where you are like, okay, that kind of happened, but yeah. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely one of those things where they were smart enough to know if we take this verbatim from the page and put it on a TV show, it's not going to work. And it wouldn't, because yeah. Anus is just such an over-the-top writer that, you know, it would be so, it, it just wouldn't, it would, it would, you would run out of energy for that pretty quickly. And Ennis, uh,
2: uh, yeah, Ennis is kind of an edge lord you know uh he always has been uh and uh, he's a good writer but like sometimes i think his need to be he gets in his own way with his like need to like be shocking and on every page
1: yeah i got to be in the right mood for it so i was actually yeah. very happy with the show not being as intense as i think i feel like the because insane stuff happens on that it's pretty crazy
2: as it is yeah yeah. but
1: i think it has a good a really good build for when you know it just gets it starts off pretty crazy and then gets crazier with the to the point where like okay we've hit this point so it's not like we're going from zero to ten right it's kind of like ah we made it to five now we're gonna go up to like six or seven and then like go from there
2: yeah and of and of course like whenever like uh when another Carl Urban's involved, it's like, it's always good. It's always good to see him. He's so, he, he's just, you know, he's so good in everything that he's in. And, like, the, the um, it started, I was really actually kind of sad at the beginning of The Boys, you know, without, like, saying any spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it. But, like, the way it started, everything, I was just really kind of feeling bummed out. I wasn't feeling amused at all until, like, uh, until Urban shows up and then... You know, uh, it, it's it's great. You know, it's it's just a, a he's just a joy to watch in whatever role he's in.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. He, he really is. I didn't know that the main guy. Uh, did you know that's Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's kid?
0: I didn't know oh. until after I finished
1: it. Yeah, after I finished. What's I was like, uh, oh my
0: god! <laughs> I didn't know uh, what's her name in Stranger Things was Uma Thurman and. Um, eat hogs kid until cloud oh and uh in
1: stranger things yeah i still haven't watched that uh, i need to what you haven't watched any stranger things i haven't watched uh, season 3 i love well, i haven't
0: watched season two, two seasons
1: season. i i the second season and i know a lot of people or some people didn't but i actually thought it was great
0: i mean I, to me it's
1: the it's my least favorite of the yeah, but you said you like the third one the most, don't you? Yeah, the third one's my favorite. So
2: that's, that's it, it, it's third. Th- th- third one's a lot of fun. I just like I, I just like The Stranger Things. It's like as uh, as an authentic, real life Gen Xer, I I, uh, I just like enjoy the vibe and everything like that. And like I haven't really gotten to picking it apart as to uh, like which seasons I like better than others I just kind of enjoy it and I do enjoy the stories and everything like that but it's like it's told like an old like John Carpenter movie or an old like early Spielberg movie or something based on a Stephen King you know book or something like that and I I just just love it to death because it's a story that's told in that style that I don't know already
1: and it's also uh (laughs) I think a lot of people also had that That first season came out of nowhere. I just remember we were living in Atlanta at the time uh, for Liz's externship. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I, know, I saw, I think Stephen King actually says so like, hey, the Stranger Things show is really good. And I was like, uh, oh, all right. I mean, well, I want to watch something new. And it just it took me, like, I was so surprised. Uh, like, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a little. It's a little. It. It's a little. Goonies. It's a little. Stand by me. There's all those sort of like, uh, you know, kind of ensemble pieces where you have like uh, a group of like quirky, like kind of outcast, like kids who like uh, stumble upon, you know, some nefarious plot or you know, nameless horror or whatever it might be. It it borrows, it borrows from. All that it kind of does what like Super Eight tried to do, which I enjoyed Super Eight well enough, but it, it does it does what Super Eight tried to do, but does it better?
1: Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. Because yeah. I also like Super Eight, but not. It's not as good. Uh, uh, but yeah, we'll keep talking if we keep this up. I guess so I should probably. Oh, yeah. uh, next week I'm yeah. really excited about next week. We're gonna have uh, I have a friend Charlie on. We're gonna talk about the Christopher Nolan Batman movies.
0: Oh, maybe I'll watch those this weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited about that one. I actually haven't watched The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises in a few years now. So.
2: It's been, it's been long enough where those might bear revisiting for me as well.
1: Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm excited about that one. Uh, it's no secret that I love those movies. So, yeah. So look forward to that. All four of you who listen to the show, um, and Liz who's sitting next to me on the couch uh poet anything to add uh i'm poet
2: what i thought i'm billy and i am ray with uh, bright blue taco productions and i am uh happy to have been on the show i'm so glad you asked me it's been fun
1: yeah thanks for coming on it was a blast
2: all right gentlemen enjoyed it
1: That's not the song that we use.
0: Oh. <laughs> All right. Good night. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the poet and Billy. Podcast extravaganza. <laughs>
1: I was enjoying the song and you ruined it. Say again. Say it again. Say what again?
0: Say I ruined it again. You ruined it. Say it again, motherfucker.
1: You, you ruined it.
0: Say it again.
1: I really don't know why you want me to keep repeating myself. It seems redundant at this point, man.
0: Say it again.
1: You feeling all right?
0: Say say it again, motherfucker.
1: Um,
0: right, that's what I thought what's up where's your homeboy
1: uh, i'm adding his contact now because i realized i didn't do that earlier
0: you're the worst and can you quit hammering your controller jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> so you're playing ping pong oh that's cool i mean pinball
1: wait so is that a quilt for the baby or for me yeah <laughs>
0: Congratulations on having a boy. Thank you. I thought about messaging you today. <laughs> yeah, about. asshole. Well, you Thanks. found out when everyone I had to read about it on Facebook. Yeah. I, I was there from that. the beginning. Well not the beginning.
1: No. You weren't. You know why you hear that, by the way, like that that noise. I, I do this thing where like I lift the controller up close to my face, and I don't realize that I'm doing it. Well, so, Stop doing it! What are you, twelve? I don't know why I do. I'm just saying that that's why you hear it so loud is because Ugh. it's like right fucking right there.
0: Ugh! Do you hear that loudly? Ugh! So how's the uh, how's the adding of the contact info going? Seems like something that should have been done prior to the episode. Yeah, but I'm not, like... Starting. Yeah, you know, what
1: do you call it?
0: Professional? No, I know.
1: Uh, n- neither are you. We, you don't prepare for anything.
0: I shoot from the hip, professionally speaking.
1: Also, it's not really professional when you think about it, because, I mean, you know, we're, we're not paid for this.
0: It's costing me money.
1: Kind of.
0: No, yeah, uh huh. It's costing me money. Is that Quincy or Meredith joining us today?
1: Uh, it's both. What's wrong with him? He's making, like, he's just being real loud and yelling. He usually doesn't do that. Mm hmm, hmm, hmm. hmm, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Why are you gonna make me cut all this out, goddamn?
1: Why do you have to start recording immediately? Like that you complain about having to.
0: Because then there there might edit- be gold, Jerry, gold.
1: Well, then you you know the least you can do is is be able to edit things. Like no one's really asking you to to do much here.
0: I'm gonna stab you in your fucking face. You act like editing is an easy process.
1: I didn't say it was. It's just kind of what you do.
0: Don't you? No. I'm going to stab you in the fucking face. How about that?
1: I'm real fucking confused. This this should have... Damn it.
0: Damn, that looks good. I don't even like doing no shit like this. What? Oh, I'm looking at Instagram. Gail Simmons. My top chef crush. But she's... Uh...
1: I don't know who that is. So I don't know. Who that yeah, is. it's
0: because you're you're uncultured. You heard me. I said it.
1: Oh yeah, uncultured.
0: You heard me. I said it.
1: Like, like without culture. I'm gonna hang up on you. Hold on.
0: Yep. Yo.
1: Hello. It looks like he was on the call. I thought he was.
0: Maybe he hasn't answered yet.
1: Yeah, I'll message him and see what if he's just getting it.
0: Because I don't fucking trust
1: Skype anyway. Hey, it's Ray's face.
2: Okay. Uh, so we're just doing audio, I got to figure out how to turn this off. Hold on a minute.
1: No, we want to look at your face the entire time. <laughs> it's so great.
2: <laughs> Hold on, and let me get this like dish rack from around my neck. See that? <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's see. Hold on. Turn video off, yes, please. For the love of humanity. Okay, how how do I sound? All right.
1: I think you sound good, poet. Okay. What do you think? Is that yeah. all right?
0: Sounds fine.
1: You, you sound right. excited
0: about it. I mean, y- yeah. I mean, I don't know how he normally sounds. It sounds fine to me.
1: No, I'm saying that you sound excited. I uh, guess pronouns. I'm sorry. Um, uh, so we're already recording because some people don't like to edit. Oh, we're
2: we're we're okay, okay, okay. We're on. Oh, Wait, hold on. Are we, on. Oh.
0: Are we recording? Uh, Billy always likes it that it's just recording and we can just go and the episode's That's... going and we don't have to think about it now that's you're trying not to make it I sound
1: like that. I'm a fucking
0: asshole <laughs> that's now what I said I said I don't particularly care for like
1: intros where like hi welcome to you know like which is fine but I I always like the idea of like starting seemingly to start in like mid conversation okay uh, he takes that as as soon as we start talking he's already
0: recording well that way I I can record from the beginning and when a conversation begins I can cut in the middle of it and make this fuck happy.